0: This episode of Star Wars in a Galaxy was recorded and produced during the 2023 WGA and SAG-AFTRA strikes. Without the labor of the writers and actors currently on strike, the stories being covered here wouldn't exist. Thank you and enjoy this episode of In a Galaxy. Welcome back to another episode of Star Wars in the Galaxy, watching all the stars we can get our hands on. I'm Eli.
1: I'm Jacob.
0: And today we are here with episode 108. No, wait, 109 of Star Wars in the Galaxy, watching all the stars we can get our hands on. And we got a special one for you today. We got our Bad Batch retrospective, our season 14, our season 13 finale. Wow, I'm bad with numbers today. Our season 13 finale of Star Wars in the Galaxy. We're talking about the Bad Batch season two. And we'll also talk a little bit about what's ahead because we're for the first time, as we mentioned last week, last episode, we are straying away from star Wars animation for the first time in about three years. So.
1: My time. I i
0: time. Yeah, absolutely. Some would say I'm excited to, <laughs> to, to, to do this. And, and Jacob, do you want to start us off? Start us off with your overall thoughts. Go ahead.
1: Okay. My overall thoughts. This is an interesting season. I think I was thinking about this. I often think about the overall thoughts in, relation to the other seasons. I think that season two felt in many ways strikingly similar to season one. I think in tone, in aesthetic, everything. I think often in Star Wars, especially really Star Wars animation, seasons, between seasons, shows feel markedly different between seasons. They, they feel like a big change has taken place. And this felt like much more of a subtle evolution from season one of ideas and developments and relationships that we were already working on from the very beginning. And now everything is just kind of falling into place more. Things are kind of starting to come to fruition and I, I hope that I think we're gonna have that feeling even more in season three where a lot of the groundwork that has kind of been building up in season one and the first half of season two, we start to see more, more payoff of that as, as the stakes get higher, as the intensity gets higher, as things ratchet up. Still, I think it was a kick up in terms of overall quality and execution. There were a precious few episodes that I that I that I disliked or didn't didn't at least like. I thought overall quality-wise the season was extremely consistent. That isn't that isn't to say that I had no problems with it with certain episodes. I definitely think that it did suffer from at, at times it did suffer from a sense of listlessness or a lack of direction during moments when we strayed away from the big picture story arcs i think that was when the show suffers as star wars animation sometimes tends to do however overall i really can't complain i thought this was a great season very excited for season 3 i think bad batch is shaping up to be a really really solid a really solid season
0: What an impressive season for me. What an impressive season. What I, I call it a deeply good season of Star Wars television. Mm. I love the balance it strikes between the fun adventures, the lore connections, and the, of course the themes about how the batch acts as the walls close in on them. Perfectly balances the fun episodes like Faster and Metamorphosis with the darker and more con- contemplative episodes like Truth and Consequences of the Outpost. And wraps everything up with a damn good season finale that somehow still isn't in my top five of this season. We'll get to that later, though.
1: That's insane that it's not in your top five. That's absolutely insane.
0: Season one, for me, 14 hits and two misses. Very impressive resume for me. 14 hits and two misses. This season, 15 hits, one miss.
1: Wow. Upt.
0: Upped. Upped it. Only one episode that I straight up didn't like. Nearly every episode was firing on on all cylinders, at least bringing something to the table. Look, do I, like, like do I wish we got a few more hints about what's going on on Mount Tantis? Sure. Do I wish Hemlock was brought in a bit sooner after Rampart left? Sure. Are there other nitpicks I can find with the season? Absolutely. But overall, this is a near-perfect season of Star Wars Mm -hmm. television. This is up there for me with stuff like season four of Star Wars Rebels. Or season five of TCW, maybe even yeah, season seven of TCW. I wouldn't say season six because season six is on like another god tier level. I might even throw season six in there too. Stuff like Mandalorian season three. These this is a top tier season of Star Wars: television for me, and I have loved almost every second of it. it is it is a it is a blessing that we got this this year. It's it's a it's a I I love this season and I think it's. If this is where the Bad Batch is heading, count me in.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think uh, yeah, there were a lot of... It was an interesting season for me because there weren't a lot of episodes that I loved as episodes that I really loved. There were a few, but for the most part, I would say there were just moments and stretches and, and developments and ideas woven throughout, especially in the latter half, that I really deeply appreciated. Yeah. And so I think as an overall body of work, as a season, as a whole season, as, as one story, the whole season for me is really successful. Probably more, I would probably say I like the season more than the sum of its parts. If that makes sense.
0: That makes that makes sense. I'm not sure if I agree with you on there, but I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Uh now it's time for I think my favorite part of a retrospective episode. The juiciest part. Our rankings.
1: The rankings. You uh, lead us off.
0: I was hoping you was were gonna lead oh. us off. Okay, go ahead. List yours off.
1: All right. So my ranking four season two. <clears throat> bottom of top batch. 16. Entombed. Fifteen. Metamorphosis. Fourteen. Spoils of war. Thirteen. Faster. Twelve. Ruins of war. Eleven. Tribe. Ten. The solitary clone. Nine. Retrieval. Eight. Abu. Seven. The crossing. Six. The outpost. Five. The summit. Four. Tipping point. Three. The clone conspiracy, two truth and consequences, and my favorite episode was, of course, Plan Ninety Nine.
0: Of course, wow, that's. A...
1: I think it's of course. I think it's of course. Clearly, I mean, clearly, you don't. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't. Bl- five, I don't blame I you, but it's
0: not. It's not in my top five. Yeah, let's. I'm gonna. I'm quickly just getting yours down, and let, let me do mine. Okay, are you ready for this? Let's hear them. 16, Plan 99. I'm joking. That was a joke. That was a joke. (laughs) 16, Entombed. Duh. 16, Entombed. 15, Spoils of War. 14, Ruins of War. 13, The Crossing. 12, Metamorphosis. 11, Retrieval. 10, Tribe. 9, Faster. 8, Tipping Point. 7, The Summit. 6, Plan 99. Five, The Solitary Clone. Four, The Outpost. Three, Pabu. Two, Truth and Consequences. One, The Clone Conspiracy. There's some interesting right. stuff in here, but yeah. There's so many interesting ones, and we, Jacob and I usually like to spend this time talking about disparities on our list. There aren't a whole ton of disparities. There are a few like minor ones, but there aren't a lot of major ones, honestly. There's no um,
1: glaring there are no glaring ones.
0: There are no glaring ones. There there's ones that are like there's no like this is at the top of one person's list and the bottom of the other person's list. There's this is at the bottom of one person's list and near the bottom of another person's list and vice versa. But like we have we are we both the same number 2, we both have the same one last. We have Spoils of War and Tribe and The Outpost and and clone conspiracy at comparable places we do um, yeah. yeah let's talk about the solitary clone why not because that one's one that stood out to me immediately i have it at five you have it at planet. ten yeah um, so what, which, what
1: do you think about this episode what appeals to you about it
0: it, it, it i i and on further like I might even want to switch it with the Outpost. I might even want to put it at four, honestly, because it's just such a fantastic. I love this the the Planet of Desics and Tawny Ames and and I love Crosshair and Cody working together in that new environment. And I love the like again, it clues in Crosshair to this idea that he will later expand upon the Outpost, which you know, not a not any slouch of an episode itself. Fantastic. Why I have it in my top five that maybe the Empire doesn't care about him after all. And I mm, think that yeah. the the trials and tribulations he goes to, goes to through in this episode to start figuring that out are just fantastic.
1: Fair enough. Yeah, I, I didn't dislike this episode. I think I just ranked it at ten because there were plenty of episodes that I I simply enjoyed them more. As 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 cool as this episode was, I simply enjoyed others more.
0: Yeah, I think that's honestly really a lot no of my for my list this season is that. It's like I didn't hate Metamorphosis. I loved Metamorphosis. I just liked the like eleven episodes better than it. Yeah, fair enough. That that's what that's how I feel about all fifteen of all the all fifteen of the top ones is I don't hate them. I just like others more than.
1: How about Pawu? Because you have Pabu at three, and I have Pawu at yeah.
0: Well, you've heard me talk about Pawu. You've heard yeah. me talk about Pabu. The like hauntingness Pablo. of the episode. The yeah. distillation of that moment in time. Yeah. It's an episode that will stick with me for a long time because we really haven't seen any other episode like it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we will for a long time. Yeah.
1: Now, I think as far as ideas go, Pabu has some amazing themes and ideas. And it's a very, you know, thought-provoking episode. We had a great discussion about Pabu. That being said, I think the actual conflict of the episode itself the title of that whole thing i just didn't find that compelling at all so that kind of balanced it out pulling it further down the list
0: yeah i i understand that
1: oh well, how about let's see what else do we have
0: i guess we can talk about the crossing too let's talk about the cross let's talk
1: about the crossing because i have the crossing higher actually i have seven it at, i have it at seven you have you, it you, at 13 11 13 so yeah for me I really like the crossing because it's one of those emotional episodes. It's just to me it's a feel good episode. It's one of the epi- it's one of the first episodes that comes to mind when I think about this season, you know, when I think about Omega, what she's going through, how she's growing and fleshing out as a character. All of that kind of for me all of that comes to mind with The Crossing. I think it's a fantastic episode. I think it's a pretty good, the, the actual kind of the A plot is, it's all right, you know, it's a good backdrop, but it's really all about the the characters and what they're going through. And, and, you know, it has, and kind of, it's all, and, the, and of course it's all about Omega coping with Echo not being a part of the group anymore, at least not being with them. And I love, I love how they, they include They end up making a little bit of a parable about neurodivergence and neurodiversity as well. I thought that was really sweet. I just thought there was a lot to love. This certainly wasn't, I think, as an episode, this wasn't an episode that was really reaching for the stars. wasn't the most ambitious episode. But there's just a lot to love about it, and it's just a feel-good episode. So I'm a big fan of it for that reason.
0: I completely understand that. I completely agree with a lot of that, honestly. I just want to watch Godzilla, Space Godzilla. That's that's what it is. I want to watch Same Space Godzilla. You. I wanna watch, I wanna watch Space Godzilla, I wanna watch Wookiee Jedi on Kashyyyk. I wanna watch Pod Racing, but 50% more dangerous. It's nothing about the episode's quality in and it above itself. I think it's an important episode. I think it, it is the episode we needed right after the weighty reveal of truth and consequences and all that stuff that happened in those last two episodes. But and I think it has that really important moment, but I, I do think it takes a little too long to get to that moment. That's my thing is like, like the stuff before they get trapped in the cave, like that stampede was like kind of there to be there for me. And like the stuff on the FCM, while cool, while cool, is just kind of there. Again, it redeems itself 100% with those amazing character moments with Omega and Tech and the rest of the batch. But I want to watch Space Godzilla, Jacob.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I did not I thought Space Godzilla Metamorphosis for me. The only reason that's not my least favorite episode is because Entombed exists. But I didn't yeah. I didn't like the action in that one either. I did not find it yeah. particularly compelling. Although again, it's, there was a lot to love about yeah. that, that episode. It's it's number
0: 12. It's not as high as I thought it was gonna be on my list. But I remember specifically, I just like I don't know, just goofy shit like that, like them battling Space Godzilla. It's just fun. And I like when Star Wars is fun. I like yeah, what specifically when a dark show like this doesn't forget with episodes like Faster and Metamorphosis that it is at its core, that Star Wars at its core is fun.
1: That's very um, true. That's very true. I can't disagree with that.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm surprised that actually. That you, that you have the socialism episode higher than I do, but that's funny.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought it was a good episode.
0: It, it's it. a fantastic episode. There's no there's nothing wrong with it. I just, yeah. It's just the, the, the top 10 outrank it for me. Yeah. Okay,
1: I have uh, to ask now. Why is Plan 99 not number one for you? Because for me, that was, from my perspective, it was the clear number one. Not only because of Tech's death and Omega and her coping and everything, but the entire episode. Just that post. Well, impact time I think they do so the, much with
0: that. the clone conspiracy and truth and consequence duology had to be the number one and number two for me I remember just stare, mm. staring on my computer screen after I watched those two episodes and we'll talk about this more later when we get the best episode and all that kind of stuff I remember staring on my computer screen just going what the fuck just happened <laughs> you know in a, in a dumbfounded way that I hadn't been in star, with Star Wars for quite a while don't um, argue with that and th- then we have Pavu, which you know my thing about Pavu is the distillation of the moment in time. And then we have the Crosshair episodes. Plan 99, it's not that it's bad. The Summit Plan 99 are fantastic episodes. Plan 99 hurts, though. Like, Plan 99 really hurts. Plan 99 does hurt. Like, it's a great episode, but it fucking hurts. And there are just some things like, like, it, like, for the emotional stuff, it's one of the best episodes of Star Wars television I've ever seen. But like, there's some like action stuff, and there's some like symbolism stuff I just like better in some of the other episodes. It's not that again. It's not that I hate it. It's just like I like the other ones better. This is comparing gold to diamonds. Let's talk about the best episode. Go ahead, make your pitch. Why you think best episode? Uh,
1: I mean, it's Plan ninety nine. It's it's got to be Plan ninety nine, right? I think Plan ninety nine is just. It's so amazing. I think they hand the way not only how tragic and heartbreaking and memorable Tech's death and send-off is, but then after that, with Omega, the way they hand that, the way they handled that, the way they show Omega coping with that, working through that is really, really astute and and poignant and powerful. And I think it really shows that this show is operating at a pretty high level with the ideas, even though it is a kid's show, with the ideas that it's tackling. It it feels like it's operating at quite a high level. And I just think the up I just think the episode's phenomenal. You know, I think we really get to see, you know, what the rest of the batch we really see what they're made of here. I finally have like at least, as much as I hate Sid, at least now the batch is kind of also on the page of okay, fuck you, Sid. You know this episode has just got everything. I think it's just a it's just a knockout for me. I, I couldn't put anything else above it. As as much as I absolutely love Truth and Consequences and Clone Conspiracy and Tipping Point, it ha- for me it just has to be Point Ninety Nine. It's too. That's the one that just like is seared into my mind the
0: most. totally get that. I I totally get that. The Clone Conspiracy was my favorite episode of this season, The my favorite episode of the Bad Batch so far, and my favorite full-length episode of Star Wars television since part six of Obi-Wan Kenobi in June 2022. A tense mysterious and inviting thriller that brought back an amazing character in Ryo Chuchi, gave us hints of a rebel network being run by Captain Rex, gave Rampart more to do than in most of the first season, and horrified me with so many questions about the enigmatic Clone X and his Imperial suicide device, first seen in The Mandalorian, had me hooked from start to finish. And although the second part of the episode is fantastic, the Clone Conspiracy edges it out oh so slightly because of the great sl- thriller noir vibes and feel that Nathaniel Villanueva infuses throughout the episode.
1: Fair enough. I mean, it's it's a fantastic episode. Yeah,
0: and I know you have it at number three. And like, I, like, it's a good, yeah, it's it, a good it, episode. It, it's just, I like, it was the only one between my initial. It was the only one I went back and rewatched in between my initial viewing and and now the rewatch for for IG because of how good it is. All right, let's get let's talk about about our worst episode. Let's get this over with. Like you know, let let's 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 get this over with. Obviously, neither of us liked Entomb that much. I was more confused than interested by it. It just kind of didn't do anything for me. Whatever, you know, it was the one miss in a season full of hits. Whatever. Anything more you gotta say, or is that really it for you?
1: Into again just what is this episode here for what is it supposed to do what does it accomplish I have no idea end of story I just don't care for it
0: yeah I don't get it I just don't get it oh well again not not all of them can be winners you know best character go ahead Jacob
1: Man, I can't even pick. I can't even pick. I thought Omega was was obviously fantastic. Star of the show. I mean, I mean, come on. She was she was pretty amazing in this season and the growth that she showed and Michelle Long did an amazing job. Really a standout performance. Crosshair as well comes to mind. Crosshair, I think we really we really see him in a different light in this season and he he's one of those characters that you know i it it, it it snuck up on me but i was i was watching these last episodes today and he was really it was really pulling on my heartstrings i was like man i really feel for this guy tech as well obviously enough said fee i really didn't like fee after after entombed i thought that what she did with omega was really uncool however i think she more than made up for it and i really hope we see more of her and of course, Hemlock, such a fun villain, such an exciting villain, such an exciting character.
0: Yeah, I went with, I, I I went with Omega again. I went with her in season one, and I went with her here. The Michelle Long knocks it out of the park every single time with this character, and I didn't expect like. I still love her exactly as much as I I loved her when season one came out, like when aftermath came out. It's it's it like it like she's the joy is still there, the naivete, but like sheer altruism in there is still there. I, I love her so much. I know this was I wrote in my overall review of the Bad Batch. I know this was Tech season. I wanted to pick somebody other than Tech, so I picked Omega. And I still pick on Mega. God, Michelle ain't so good. She's so fantastic. Worst characters. And not worst in terms of morality, because I think we both would know who to say in terms of that one.
1: I just put Sid, because fuck Sidder in scale back.
0: Fuck her. I said I had a really hard time with this one. But, like, do we still have to be following Nala Say, I'm so bored by her. She made her, like, interesting decisions in season one. And then her species and homeworld were destroyed. She cares about Omega because she does. Like, I hope they did give her something next season because, you know, I still don't really know what her motivations are. I know she doesn't want to work for the Empire because they destroyed her planet. Understandable. And she cares for Omega because reasons
1: you know who else teo who? i like teo teo was chill
0: oh i was i thought you were about to say i hate teo i'm like no you do not touch teo you do not touch teo don't say anything about him on my man teo don't say anything about, about teo yeah So then I guess is the time to ask you, what is the coolest new thing you've noticed from the rewatch?
1: Coolest new thing. I had trouble coming up with something specific, but I will say overall, it really just hit me how much the Bad Batch season two really dives into a lot of big questions and big ideas in really interesting ways. It questions a lot of Star Wars' assumptions and Star Wars' paradigm, you know, about struggle about fighting and really examines that in a way that we kind of haven't seen a lot before. Some of the ideas about, you know, why people choose to fight, what that looks like, what are really the costs and consequences, that kind of gets taken for granted sometimes. And I like that they, they pull back and, and take a wider look at it.
0: I went in the complete opposite direction. I well, first of yeah. all, I said, "Man, Pabu is such a unique and interesting episode." I had to throw that in there again. But I also, but but my real answer is, "Damn, the character, lore, the lore, character polls in this in the season are damn impressive." In one season, Gunji, Orson Krennic, Garnak, Garnack, Chuchi, Tinra Pamlo, and Commander Cody—all one season, like. If it was the writers, good job for knowing your Star Wars. I, I assume the story group helped a little bit out in there. They should be getting like paid overtime for having Garnack and Gunji and Cody and Pamlo and Coburn all in the same season. Like that's that's damn fantastic. Good job for the like for the lore stuff and making it make sense and all that kind of stuff. Like hell yeah,
1: yeah what about what else
0: favorite planet go ahead
1: favorite planet pabu it's gotta be pabu
0: interesting i actually didn't go for pabu really yeah i did not i did not go for pabu i went for sarah lonis
1: oh yeah why why? how come
0: i just like the i just i just want to see more of sarah lonis and safatoma and i want to see more riot racing i'm hoping maybe outlaws outlaws I swear to God, so we're recording this a few days before San Diego Comic Con, where we're gonna get an, an extra glimpse of an, a new glimpse of Outlaws. If we see Safatoma slash Sarah Lowness in
1: I'll lose my mind
0: <laughs> in Outlaws, I will release this so specific clip early saying that we fucking called it.
1: <laughs> Fair enough.
0: We almost certainly will not have fucking called it, but just imagine if we did. Just imagine if we did. I want riot racing and outlaws. That's I want Kay Vest to be going there. I want her to be riot racing. I hope Nick's gets involved too. Hell yeah. Yeah. But I but Pablo was a close second for me, but I just didn't want to I, I just I, I I just I just wanted to pick a a more let stereotypically me answer. Um What's coming next on Star Wars in a Galaxy is something I'm very is something we're I think we're both very excited about. Next episode, we're going to be doing some sort of special episode. We'll figure it out by the time this episode is out. We will have figured it out, I'm sure. <laughs> um, yes, it is how we normally pick, figure out special episodes on Star Wars in a Galaxy. Is by the time the episode's out, we probably know. But let's talk about what's coming next season 14 of Star Wars in a Galaxy, which is probably going to take us. Late summer, maybe a little, probably a little bit into early fall, too. Jacob?
1: Jedi. To... Fallen Order. Yep. It's happening. Jedi
0: Order has fallen. We're jumping four years ahead in time, from 18 BBY to 14 BBY. Empires reigning over the galaxy. We'll see stormtroopers. We'll see TIE fighters in their main state. We're going to take a look through the cutscenes of Jedi Fallen Order. I have a cutscene, we, we have a cutscene montage from our friends over at Gamer's Little Playground. We don't actually know them, but they're but but they they have these great cutscene montages that they provide over on YouTube that we go to. I believe the the montages, that montage specifically for Fall on Order is about six hours. So I think we're Ooh. gonna do it around 40 minutes at a time. So it should take us like a good seven or eight episodes to do the whole thing. And I'll just say this. Not the first episode for Fallen Order. The second episode for Fallen Order. The second episode of our Fallen Order coverage from our, the forty-minute mark to the hour twenty-minute mark or the eighty-minute mark. We will be joined by not one but two guests. We will be joined by the the Jedi Fallen Order stand the the Jedi Fallen Order guy, who I who you know, who is a good friend of the show, good friend of mine. Co-writer, co-host on Epic Confrontations, Connor Chakiti of the Nerd Academy podcast. I'm so excited to have Connor back on. I I, I know he's such a big fan of Cal and Seer and all of those characters. I'm excited about that one. And the second one is also so exciting. He's the guy who got me into the idea that I could make Star Wars stuff, that I can make, that I can review Star Wars, that I can make Star Wars stuff. And that is Mr. Alex Damon. So Jacob, myself, Connor, and Alex... Are going to be talking about Jedi Fallen Order. And that is an episode that's coming probably in the month of August. And we're all very excited about that one. It's gonna be a hard-hitting episode. And we're so excited for Jedi Fallen Order season 14 of Star Wars and Galaxy. But in the meantime, you can follow us at the Galaxy Pod everywhere, Twitter, Threads, Instagram, wherever you on all the social medias. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to. Your podcast will be there. If we're not, email us Subscribe to our YouTube channel where we post epic confrontations and other live screens. And I think until next time, may the Force be with you. Always. Always.